Hi guys, so my name's Noah, and welcome to the River Church. I've been coming here for about two years now, and uh, I'm going through the internship like Michael was talking about, and um, so he's asked me to come up and preach today. So we just go back from youth camp on Friday, and uh, it's always fun to go to those camps, and it's always a really great time, uh, but this was my first year going as a counselor, and... Um, it was just really amazing to be able to serve all the kids, and Michael's preaching through Philippians was amazing, and uh, it definitely hit me pretty hard and uh, helped me get closer to God, and uh, overall, it was just a really great experience, um, but yeah, so today, we'll be uh, looking through Luke 14, 7 through 11, uh, but first, I'm going to tell you a story about a guy named Thor Odinson, so um, <laughs> Thor was a very... Pro uh, prideful and arrogant young man. Um, he was heir to the throne of Asgard, and his father Odin um, was the king of Asgard and protector of the Nine Realms. And uh, Thor didn't think much about the people around him, and he didn't listen to his father's instructions very much. And um, there was one day where he decided that he'd go and attack uh, the Frost Giants. And that rekindled a very old war that didn't need to be started again. Um, so, uh, because of uh, his pride and how he kept exalting himself, his father humbled him and sent him down to earth um, without his hammer or any of his powers. And, uh, yeah, so his uh, because he kept exalting himself, his father ultimately humbled him and he was cast out of his father's kingdom. Okay, so before we read the passage, um, just a little bit of background information. So, um, Jesus is at a feast hosted by one of the rulers of the Pharisee's house. And there's a bunch of Pharisees there, and he's just hanging out with them and eating with them. And, yeah, so... Um, I'm going to read Luke 14, 7 through 11. You can follow on your Bibles. It'll also be up on the screen here. Okay. Now he told a parable to those who were invited when he noticed how they chose the places of honor, saying to them, When you are invited by someone to a wedding feast, do not sit down in a place of honor, lest someone more distinguished than you be invited by him. And he who invited you both will come and say to you, Give your place to this person, and then you will begin with shame to take the lowest place. But when you are invited, go and sit in the lowest place, so that when your host comes, he may say to you, Friend, move up higher. Then you will be honored in the presence of all who sit at the table with you. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Okay. Let's pray. Uh, dear Lord, uh, thank you for giving me this opportunity to share your word to people. And I pray that uh, your spirit would just fill me and help me out right now. And I pray that everyone would get something out of this message. And uh, just thank you, and amen. Okay. So now, for a traditional wedding feast back in um, uh, Jerusalem and stuff like that in the area around there, so um, they'd be in like a banquet hall or this room or something, and they'd have the head table, which is where the wedding couple sat, and then their closest friends and family. And then there would be tables lined down the room. and. Uh, People would be sad at those tables. Um, the more important they were to the couple, the closer they were to the head table. And um, so Jesus notices that the Pharisees, all at this feast, are choosing their places to sit, kind of like um, 
similar to the order of a wedding feast. But they're all choosing their seats based off of um, their pride and arrogance. And so Jesus acknowledges the problem and he answers it and addresses it with a parable. So, humility begins with acknowledgement. In verse 8, he says, Do not sit down in a place of honor. Uh, we must acknowledge our pride or else we will uh, or else we will be taking the walk of shame down to the lowest seat. Now one question we have to ask ourselves is why is pride a sin? Pride is a sin because we are idolizing ourselves and not idolizing God. We're worshiping ourselves and we're trying to take credit for stuff that we didn't do. God created the earth and the seas, the stars and the sky, uh, and then all from the biggest beast of the earth to the smallest bacteria. You want to know what we did to help with that? We did nothing. Absolutely nothing. And we must acknowledge that God is all-powerful, and he will humble those who need to be humbled and exalt those who get to be exalted. Um, so, um, in the scripture reading earlier, we were talking about King Nebuchadnezzar. Um, so, like Michael was saying, he had a dream where God warned him that he would be... Um, he was in the dream. He was a tree, and that he would be. Um, God said he would be cut down, and Daniel was warning him that uh, if he didn't humble himself and um, start helping more people out, then he would he would be like that tree and he'd be cut down. And like you saw in the story earlier, he didn't. Um, he kept exalting himself. And then on that roof, that one night when he said that, um, God humbled him. Um, so because he continued to exalt himself, he was humbled by God for seven years before returning to his right mind. Uh, so humility begins with acknowledgement, and humility continues with imitation. In verse 10, Jesus says, go and sit in the lowest place. Now, all the people that he's speaking to are a bunch of Pharisees, and uh, they're all, they all consider themselves to be holy people, and so they think they're better than most people. Um, so they think they deserve a higher spot than a lot of other people do. Um, so when Jesus said that, it was kind of just like a big curveball, and they weren't really expecting it. Um, he wasn't saying, go and take a lower seat, or a seat near the middle. He said, go and take the lowest seat. Um, but sometimes we can think like those Pharisees, too. We can think that we're better than people, and uh, we can think maybe because we're Christians we're better, or because we're dressed nicer than somebody, um, but really, we're not. Um, everyone was made equally, and we're all the same to God, And uh, but we must humble ourselves and take the lowest seats at the feast um, to be a good example. But what does it look like to take the lowest seat in our everyday life? It looks like Jesus. He is the perfect example of having humility in our everyday lives. Jesus did nothing for himself, but he did everything for us. Uh, Luke 9.58 says, And Jesus said to them, Foxes have holes, and the birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. In Matthew 9, Jesus is dining with tax collectors and sinners, and he says, I came not to call the righteous, er, yeah, not to call the righteous, but the sinners. And in John 13, Jesus is washing all of the disciples' feet. He's serving all of these people and humbling himself um, to help serve God. 
And then in Philippians 2, 5 through 8, it says, Have this mindset among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but he emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in the human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even on a cross. He was the perfect example of humility, even to the point of death on the cross. Uh, we must imitate humili- Jesus' humility and character daily, and remember that he must be the center of our worship and not ourselves. So humility begins with acknowledgement. Humility continues through imitation, and humility results in exaltation. Uh, verse 11 says, For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. If we don't acknowledge our pride and we act like Nebuchadnezzar who exalted himself, then we will be humbled by God. But if we imitate Jesus, we will be exalted by him. Uh, if you look at the following verses in the um, from the part of Philippians I just read, it says, uh, so Paul says, Therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every other name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Because of Jesus' humility, he was ultimately exalted by God. Um, so what are some practical ways for us to be humble in our day-to-day lives? Um, so for some of us, uh, being humble may be admitting that we need help. Sometimes we can act like a toddler trying to tie their shoes. Uh, they have no idea how to do it. Um, they know they can't, uh, but they're going to keep trying anyways. And when someone offers help, they say, no, I can do it myself. Um, I know I personally struggle with um, asking for and receiving help sometimes. Um, so that's something I need to personally work on. Uh, but yeah, but another one, uh, the hum- sometimes the humblest thing you made, um, you can do is swallowing your own pride and trusting and having faith in Jesus Christ, knowing that he has control of everything, that he's already made a plan for you, and that... Um, and that he has everything under control. Uh, So, Thor, later on in that story, um, as he was traveling through Earth, he um, he learned how to be humble, and then because he was humble, his father exalted him and let him back into the kingdom. Um, If we want to come back to our Father's kingdom, we must be humble followers and imitators of Jesus Christ. Okay, and let's pray. Um, Dear Jesus, thank you for this day. Um, Thank you for uh, this time you've given us, and uh, thank you for helping me um, speak your word to the people. I pray that everyone got something out of it. I know it was short. But, um, yeah, um, so I pray this in your name. Amen.